This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, we're going to start with perspective and the kind of perspective that only living through 18 of the 45 presidents, going through 26 different elections, being born in the first term of Woodrow Wilson can give you. We have a special guest, 100 and almost two-year-old Chippy joins us right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. James Florasima. A man who I met, was it last summer, Chippy? Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, last summer. Last summer. And we had a talk. He came down for our, uh, our history um, weekend. And I, we, we had the best conversation because you have the best memory at a hundred and almost two years old, you remember FDR, you remember the stock market crash, you, you remember World War II, the atomic testing, the Bay of Pigs. You retired when Jimmy Carter was president. Right. Well, that was uh, 1980 is when I actually retired. And it is now uh, 2030. 2016. 36 years. 2016. 37 years now. 37 years I'm retired. Who gets, who gets that privilege in life? Oh, man. I'm so thankful, really. So, okay. So, so Chippy, you were born in, at the time of my least favorite president, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> I hate that guy. He was a progressive. Yes, yes he, he was. He started it, yes, but he was. he was not the one that put it through. It was uh, Franklin Roosevelt right. that actually was able to. Who was, who, what, take me up. Do you remember, do you remember Calvin Coolidge? Probably not. Oh, uh, I do. And there's a little story I tell about Calvin Coolidge. You can look it up. I researched it just last week, and my uh, son-in-law, Harry, uh, uh, straightened out the story. <clears throat> As I remember, a little child at, of eight years old, Calvin Coolidge was, first he was vice president, and then uh, he became president when Harding, I believe, died. Mm-hmm. And his son was playing tennis, and he got an infection under the skin. He was 15 years old, and within a matter of two weeks, he died. And that was something that Calvin Coolidge, it really destroyed his presidency. He just went into recluse and he couldn't recover. That I remember. Mm. How old were you? Eight years of age. You were eight years old. Um, How old were you in 1929 when the stock market crashed? Uh, 
14. So you're a teenager. Do you remember the buildup, the, the roaring 20s when <coughs> everybody was spending and buying stocks? How I remember that. You see, my people came, uh, were Italian, ethnics, migrated to uh, the United States in 1910. I was born in 1915. And, uh, and yes, I remember the crash. Is that it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did your parents, did they lose everything? Did they weather it? What happened? <clears throat> the day the stock- the, Italian, the Italian immigrants that came here were like pretty much like the Mexicans. They had little conclaves where they gathered rented apartments and so forth, and they kind of more or less lived together, mm-hmm. okay? So that that's the way life was with yeah. us. And and did your family invest in the stock market? Yes. Those years. You see, the immigrants in the early 1900 were brought here primarily if they were productive. The difference between today where they're crossing the border and they have nothing to offer other than go to some a tomato field or lettuce field and pick vegetables and so forth. So that the years from 1910 to 1929, the Italian immigrants made their little nits of money. They all bought, as I remember, the, uh, the Ford, the first Ford cars, which they called the Ziggy Ziggy, because that's what the... Four engines sounded like a ticket, <laughs> but they all had they all had a all had a little Ford, okay, made money, put money in the bank. Then there was the build up of the market. That's what took place four or five years before nineteen twenty nine. My people, after working for six seven years, had saved. Close to $5,000. Your mom and dad. My mother and dad. My Uncle Willie, who had joined the Army during the First World War, very intelligent gentleman, went to, went to officer's training school. You can check this out. William Theodore Modon. And they, they separated him from the, uh, from the Army as a, as a, I don't remember exactly, but it was either a lieutenant or a captain. When, when he was separated from the services, he went to California and joined the Postal Service. Guglielmo Giannini had just started the Bank of America. Mm. And, of course, Italian. Right. Willie was an Italian. Mm. They favored the bank. So he put his money in Giannini's Bank of America. The market was going up. He wrote to his sister, my mother, put money in the bank, put money in the market, put money in the market. Little by little, they depleted every saving they had and had it in the market. So the $5,000 that they had worked for all went into the market. All went into the bank. Uncle Willie writing to his sister and his brother-in-law, Look, the market has gone up. Put more money in. My father went right back. I can't do it. I have no more money. He said, 
You can get money, go to the Morris plan. They loan money. You got to pay a little interest. He goes to the Morris plan and takes a $2,000 loan, puts it into the market. Now he had $7,000 of his own money invested in the market. How much was a house back then? Like the house you lived in, how much was that worth back then? How much was it worth then? Yeah, $7,000. How much did you I, I, buy I a got house I think I, if I researched that a little while ago. I think Pop bought that three-family, one, two, three-family yeah. house for $3,000. Wow. Okay, and we lived in the middle floor and the, the first floor and top floor was rented, okay? So, writing back and forth, he's, tell, he's asking his sister, put more money in, you see, you're making a lot of money. So, Dad and my father would write him back, I can't, we don't have any more. And I borrowed this, as you suggested. He said, Go, people are giving second mortgages. They charge you a little interest, but you can get a second mortgage. He went to Mr. Miles, I'll never forget the name, on Bedford Avenue, mm. a man that was giving uh, second mortgages, and Pop got a second mortgage for $2,000. Now he had his five, his 2000 from the Morris plan, and 2000 from the uh, second mortgage people. Market was going up, going up, going up. The crash came. And they lost everything. <clears throat> what? What? Now there, there was a uh, there was a condition with the crash in the United States. The stock market was going to was going was going to disrupt the government in the United States because that was its backbone. Mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan stepped in and put in $3 million and shored up the markets market. That's very important if you keep in mind the fact if something happens today and, uh, and there's plenty of evidence that something is about to happen. Today, how many billionaires do we have? I think we got maybe 100. Okay? Are they in a better position than J.P. Morgan when he put in $3 million? I don't know how all this compacts the disaster, the result, and the survival that we can have with the people that have what can. When, when you went through the Depression, um, yes. um, you guys were kind of, I mean, you remember a time when your dad would take you to a public restroom to, because you didn't have running water, you had nothing, so you would take a shower in a public restroom, right? No, I, well, that's very interesting. Uh, as I stated, we lived on, in the middle floor of this three-family right. house. Do you know where we... My mother had a double tub. I don't think uh, you probably will uh, relate that, but the wash tub in, in those days, okay, 1920, 25, and so were lead tubs. One next to each other, and my mother would sit us in the tub and give us a bath there as children. Right? As we grew up, 10 and 12 years old, my father would, on Saturday morning, once a week, we'd grab towel and soap, 
go, da- go down to DeKalb Avenue, the public baths. We go in there, take a shower once a week. And that, that was the... So when, so, when, so when the Great Depression happened, because we can't relate to this. We, the, nobody at my age has gone through anything like the Great Depression. I say that I was, born, I was raised in the heart of adversity. Okay, so I experienced, I was young enough to experience the good times of life, yeah. okay? And then to have it fractured by the depression at a, at a point where I was uh, 8, 10, 12 years old, I realized how terrible it was. And my father refused to go down to the corner to get the milk for, for, for us as children, okay, because he was so proud. And they didn't have the money. It was just terrible. When, when, um, when Hitler came, do you remember the first time you heard the voice of Hitler? Oh, oh I certainly do. And Mussolini? I remember the marches. And, do you, do and you, that was in 1930. 29, 30, 31, 32, there was the build-up yeah. of the Nazi parlor. So when, when you heard that and you started hearing what Hitler was doing by the end of the 30s, was there a sense, uh, like, like now there's a sense of, wow, we're in really trouble and evil seems to be sweeping the world. Was there a sense that this is like the end of the world? This is so well, bad, this is the end of the world. Glenn... Uh, relating to that aspect of reasoning, it was, it was a situation where the United States was fighting Germany because it took different steps. When Japan entered the war and we were trapped on two sides, it took a different, a different uh, point of logic, reasoning, fright, right. what's going to happen to us. They're coming to us from both oceans. Keep that in mind. Back in just a second. Uh, I want to tell you about Simply Safe, our sponsor this half hour. Are you able to see that your home is safe while you're at work? And how about when you're on vacation? Simply Safe Home Security now has the new Simply Safe Security Camera. The camera connects to the sensors in your Simply Safe alarm system. If your system detects something, the camera records it. Someone comes home, you get a recording. Somebody opens the window, you get a recording. Somebody breaks in, you get a recording. It calls the police and shows the police who broke in. Pat, how much do you think you paid for your security system over all the years of paying 60 bucks a month? <laughs> How much do you think? How much do you think? The, how much do you think security system? A security system that will monitor the doors and the windows, and motion sensors. A standard package would cost that you've paid for hundreds, thousands. I would, I would think thousands. You're paying yeah, sixty dollars a month for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, $600, you can get their package uh, for $600 now. Uh, there's a special going on, I think, for Black Friday next week. Um, and I think they're even offering $200 off next week. I mean, it's unbelievable. And Plus the, the monitoring is $14 a month. $99. Yeah, and then no contract. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Check it out for yourself on the website. This is the best deal to keep your family safe. It's simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. Mercury. 
the key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep. And I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. So excited. Next hour, we have Ken Paxton on, the attorney general from Texas. He, uh, I saw him in the green room before we started the show. He is a changed man. Texas has about 20 lawsuits against the federal government going on. And he says, wait till I share with your audience, Glenn, how the world has changed overnight. Some really exciting stuff to talk to you about, especially with global warming coming up in uh, just a second. We are with uh, almost 102-year-old man. Uh, Chippy is a uh, Chippy is a 101-year-old guy who has seen everything and has an astonishing clear memory of of the last hundred years. And we spent some time together over the summer, and I I thought it, he has because he has such a grateful attitude. I thought we would bring him in and just talk about some of the things that he has witnessed firsthand to give us some perspective. You remember um, Pearl Harbor, where I you do. were in Pearl Harbor? I do. Did you fight in World War II? No. You, no. I had, we were three brothers. I was the middle one. They, and I had a pretty low number to be drafted. However, I was married. They were drafted. I don't know if they figured the Sullivan Law where the five brothers right, were, right. okay? And I was married, and... I went for a physical three times to be drafted during that period. And each time I beat him out, I had another child. <laughs> by, the, by, by the third uh, physical examination, I had, I had three girls, Jeannie, Linda, and Mary Louise. I go down for my third physical. They checked me out. And, of course, at that time... Uh, v, uh, v, uh, victory in Europe had ended. Uh. And the only battle that the United States was involved was with Japan. Mm. Okay? I got the physical, and uh, they're writing out my papers, and they said, Mr. Quarasimo, what do you want? Army, Navy, or uh, Marines? In, 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 during the war with both of the nations, they didn't ask you. They put you where they wanted you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, he gave me the choice. I said, I'll take Navy. Bang, accepted. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be drafted. Right. Okay. And a couple of weeks later, I get a notice to report for duty for, to be drafted. Okay. We're sitting there. 
Uh, I was separated from my co- company that I was working with. They gave me a party. They gave me $75, uh, hands on the shoulders, I'll be okay, tip, don't worry about it, and so forth. I have three daughters, and I get the notice to report for duty. We're sitting there that Sunday eating uh, ice cream and cake, my mother, my sister, and father, and so forth. And President Roosevelt breaks in and makes the statement that all married men are not to be drafted from this point on. But my records were already in to be drafted, okay? I dropped my cake and ice cream, and I ran to Church Avenue and Flatbush Avenue where I was supposed to report for, for duty, okay? Out of breath, and the lady behind the counter said, Take easy, take it easy. I said, did you hear, did you hear what the president said? And she said, yes, I did. I said, you know, I'm over 30 years old, I have three. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Quarosima, you go home, don't worry about it. We will call you if we want to. You know what? They never called me. <laughs> I may be on AWOL. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. We'll, we'll be back in uh, uh, just a second with uh, a look at the uh, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies. Ronald Reagan. He was already retired with Ronald Reagan, and his thoughts on where we stand today and the optimistic look of the future. When we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Seven two seven back. One hundred and one, almost a hundred and two year old um, Chippy is uh, with us. Um, Chippy, I remember my father said when he he was born in nineteen twenty six, and he said, "I never thought nobody did, Glenn, when I was young, that we could go to the moon." He said, "The things that I have seen in my lifetime." are remarkable. He felt that I was going to see even more change in my lifetime than he saw in his. And you, you are. That's remarkable. You didn't have electricity. You had nothing. That's right. That's right. Um, we sensed it. What, um, uh, what's the most remarkable change you have witnessed? What's the biggest, what's the thing that makes you now at 102 say, I can't believe I saw this? For that, oh, time is so short. For that, we would have to go into the political situation that's taking place today, okay? In a good way or a bad way? There's so much to talk about in in regards to that. Uh, You know, what I would rather allude to, uh, Glenn, I want to say this, and I think this goes right across human nature. 
from 10-year-old to universally graduate potential. A man who we all know very well, okay? I know we know it. He's on TV. And it's funny how you, how you take to these things and, and, and they become very important to you. But you, and the point is this. If a man can affect the general public in what he says, what he develops, what he, what he does, in the, general sense, in the general sense of a total population, he becomes famous, he's honored and revered. In this particular case where this gentleman went to the hospital to visit his dad who was dying from cancer, he walks into the hospital room and his dad, with a weak hand and index finger, goes like this. And he leans over the rail. Listen to this, folks. He said, Billy, he said, one thing I regret in my life, I did not reach my potential. Just think of that. Think, the man is dying. He's not concerned about the fact that he's dying. That's a given. He still has the logic and reasoning while he's leaving his life on this earth to, to, to know that he could have done better and did not reach his potential. So is that the... What? People try to embellish that in your mind, tell your 10-year-old children, the high school graduate, the college, the university, the one thing that should be embellished in your mind is the potential of what you can do. So is that the what if? Do you have any what ifs? Oh, what if? Yeah. Yes. Very quickly. This is very important with the general population, especially the young people today. I know of a half a dozen uh, terrible situations that are happen- happening where uh, uh, a young man and a young woman are going to get married. Within two or three weeks before their wedding, he pulls the money out. He doesn't want to get married no more. She bought a dress and she doesn't know what to do. They're not going to get married I had that very situation happen to me, and this is a a for if. Um, Mary was a registered nurse in Kings County Hospital, and she used to play tennis with Dr. Theodore Remusen, a brain surgeon in Kings County Hospital in 1936 and 37. That's when I met Mary, and that's when we got married, okay? Uh, After two years... I was a young, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Mary said she proposed to me for two years because we were in love and I didn't know what to do. My father was Catholic, my mother evangelical. She was Catholic. She said, please, your mother and dad are always fighting. Please become a Catholic. I took the tenets and everything I read them. I became Catholic. I say this because to show you the force and, and, and the purpose of what I had in this proposal of marriage that I made finally, okay? And a week or two, be, uh, we, we were preparing to look for an apartment. The what if? The what if? We were preparing to, uh, to, to find an apartment, to go out and buy sheets and, uh, and furniture and stuff of that nature. This was a given between Mary and I I came home from work. I drove home from work one Friday afternoon, and I'm thinking, 
boy, Mary and I are going to get together tomorrow, Saturday. I'm going to, we're going to go to Fortune North downtown. We're going, to, we're going to buy the furniture, the sheets. We'll maybe look for an apartment, okay? That's how committed we were, okay? Friday, I go to meet Mary to tell her tomorrow we're going shopping. And she said, Tip, she said, I'm playing tennis with Dr. Rasmussen tomorrow. He's picking me up at 12 o'clock. Call it vanity. Call it, I, I, was, uh, I was jealous. Call it what you want. I had an argument with Mary, okay? She said he was going to pick her up at noontime. <clears throat> what if? I went home and I had the most miserable night of my life. Making a decision if she didn't have the values that I had at a point in time where we were going to get married, I was ready to cut it off. Exactly with what is going on today with hundreds of couples. It could have happened to me. Now I want you to look at a, at a, at a marriage that took 56 years. I have 18 grandchildren 30 great-grandchildren. You know, I could have thrown that thing over the loop. Be careful the choices that you make. And don't be too hasty. I mean, and you know also what I think? If there were a young lady today, you know what she would say? Get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chippy, have you... Put that in your cradle. Have you looked looked at... Have you seen this time period that we're in before in America? Are we just repeating history and it's all going to be fine and there's nothing to worry about? We talked about that. You talked about that. Okay. And, you know, you and Harry had that they exchange back and forth. They believe me, this is the greatest country in the world. All these little splinters all around the world, no matter who they are, China, Russia, Japan, United States is top banana. We are going to be okay. And you know what? The money that's going to flow into the United States, and there's going to be an interruption here, and it's going to be sooner than later. But the question is, how long is it going to last? Okay, for the long term, how many people are going to die between now and when it happens and when it's readjusted again, and how many people are going to lose almost everything within this period? We, are, we have a period coming up that is going to be devastating, I think. And you laid it out beautifully this I t- morning. I, t- I, t- I tell you, Chippy, as, as we were, um, I-, I keep saying that it doesn't matter. The way we have always made it is we have always depended on each other that we're always good to each other. Is this, am I looking back with rose-colored glasses on our past? Were people in the Great Depression, did they help each other or were they at each other's throats? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. They didn't, they weren't, they weren't at each other's throats. Nobody was calling each other. But in periods of austerity and suffering, when you don't have bread and you don't have food, you don't have this, you know what you have? You have a relationship, somebody you can talk to. I and mean, just think about that. And maybe you help me. And maybe, you know, you talk to him and you, he can help you. Yes, that's what I call austerity. And I, I say that the colleges and universities should make austerity 
a, an austerity subject that should be studied, especially today, where everybody thinks, that's eh, okay, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to be CEO. Doesn't work that way. What, was, what would be your advice to um, um, people who are... Um, 20, My advice? 20 years old and just starting out in the work world. Yeah, because when you say these young people today, that's pretty much everybody. We're, we're, talking, uh, to, you. we're talking to Chippy, who's 101, almost 102 years old, seen, seen everything and remembers it all. I see what's going on in the colleges. And, uh, and you know, when something, regardless what it is, needs change, right? It takes time. Now, you see, we're having, the, we're having a transition in our government with the, with the presidential election. Obama's going to be out, and uh, Donald Trump is going to be in. Do you know what? He has an army of people researching for 4,500 jobs in the government that are going to be wiped out, cleaned up from the Obama situation to come and follow a policy, hopefully, that's going to be a good policy to follow. Okay? In schooling, in the university, it doesn't work that way. They're still entrenched, whoever they are. Yeah. Uh, you can't go in there and say, well, now, look, we did it in the government. Let's clear, clear out education. Doesn't work who, that who way. Who is the president? Oh, you take, take the time factors. Who is the president that mm. you were most surprised at, that you thought this guy's not going to be uh, any great, <clears throat> but was great? You know, you may not like this. Oh, boy. <laughs> Richard Nixon was one of my favorites, and I'll tell you why. Mm. He exposed... Uh, 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 President Roosevelt went to Yalta and met with uh, yeah, Stalin. Stalin. And sitting next to the, 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 the yeah, Stalin yeah. was Alger Hiss. Yes. And Alger Hiss, you know, and I understand how these things work. We, we were related with Russia and yeah, so yeah, forth, yeah. but we weren't really a- a- allies, okay? Alger Hiss was spilling... Our secrets or whatever our he was a He was a flat-out communist right. spy. I mean, Richard Nixon nailed him. There was the yeah, McCarthy right. situation yes, yes. that came into play. They nailed him. He went to jail. Alger Hiss went remember, to jail for 18 months, I believe. Yeah, I think a little longer than that. A you little went longer to, than that. And he was involved with, uh, uh, with uh, Whitaker Chambers. Yes. The papers of yes. Whitaker Chambers, a book yes. that wide, and the papers in the pumpkins that they yeah. hid. Oh and God. the way Alger Hiss was, was pinpointed by his uh, 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 papers that were typed yeah. because of his typewriter. Yeah. They found the typewriter and they relay, oh, what stories? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chippy, it is always good to see you. When is your birthday? May 24th. Every year, 2017. <laughs> Don't send me. Did you ever think? Did you Don't ever think? Did you ever think you would make it past 2000? I remember thinking 2000 was crazy. <clears throat> when I when I was 40, 45, people were living to 65, 68, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. And at that age, I, I was saying to myself, "Good grief! If I can live another 30 years to 70, 
I had that implanted in my mind, I would be happy. I made 70, 80, 90. Uh-huh. Well, we'll see you when you're 110. <laughs> I, I, I'm working on it. <laughs> it is good to see you. God I'm bless you. Yes. All right. Thank um, you very much. When we, I thank when, all of you. When we, uh, when we come <clears throat> back, um, we have the Secretary of uh, uh, State here in, uh, or the Attorney General here in Texas, and he is absolutely fantastic with some great news for you. First, let me tell you our sponsor, Casper. As we get older, our sleep patterns change. Insomnia, restless sleep, less hours of sleep become the norm. If you have an uncomfortable mattress, especially one that traps the heat, it makes these problems worse. You can get a great night's sleep with a Casper mattress. Casper mattress. Try it out for your own self in your home for 100 nights. It was invented with two high-tech foams that guarantee that you sleep comfortable and cool with all the support you need. Time Magazine said it's one of the best inventions of 2015. Your Casper mattress ships for free. Try one in your home for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Go to Casper.com. Use the promo code Beck. Get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com. Offer code Beck. Get $50 off. Casper.com. The Glenn Beck Program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. I, I think I could talk to him all day long. His, he could go all day. Yeah, his, well, he's getting, he tires out quickly, but he when he yeah, goes, uh, I mean, he's quite honestly amazing. By the way, it is Pat's birthday. <laughs> it is birthday. Pat's birthday. It is not. It is Sunday. It is not my birthday. It is. It is. So I had to get Pat so something special. you got me special. the pants. I did not get you the pants. Come on. I'll be disappointed if it's not the pants. I did not get you the pants. It's a shirt, then. It's the. It's some wacky, weird... It's to be the pants, right? No, the ugly. pants. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Pat and I have a tradition where we give each other the same pair of pants since mm-hmm. the 1980s. Yeah. And the same... Uh, and I added a shirt a few years ago. But it's not Pat, my birthday, though, till Sunday. I know, but Pat did not give me a birthday present. Yes, I did. No, you did I not. Gave a, I knew it. There's the, the shirt. The shirt that goes... Well, that's pants. new. That's nice. that's the first five. That's been that's about five years. Right but it goes with these. Oh, but it goes with these. Yeah, it goes with these pants. Nice. Still, I noticed you have not taken the tag off of them. Uh, I mean, I've been giving them you. to you since uh, the 1980s. Neither, neither of you. <laughs> and, I had to break into your office to get those pants. So I was you, hurt. When you I wear hurt. them, you just wear them with the tag. Well, it's a tag in. in. Yeah. 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 Like okay. Pat, you too? <laughs> Pat? You, huh? do you do that, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do okay. it, too. Okay. Yeah, I, And believe it or not, if you look at those, they're like size, I don't know, yeah. 32. They used to fit us. <laughs> uh, those days are long, <laughs> long, long gone. gone. Coming. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.